welcome to Timeline Scavengers. You're tuning in to the first radio station of 1920s. It's Colin Parker, one of your hosts. I think I missed something in our intro. Uh, Wanda. Wanda, what what are they doing to you? Wanda. I think you got the wrong radio, pal. Oh, sorry. That's in the future. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Hey, uh, thanks. Uh, this is a show where we are going through the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And which which host are you? I'm I'm uh, uh, James DJ Jazzy James, uh, the 1920s radio uh, cut oh, up. Oh, fantastic DJ Jazzy Auga. James. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the just 1920s a bunch of version of wah, wah, wah. it's yeah. Auga, oh yeah, yeah. And that's it's just that, one. It's just one. They don't have enough time to press it three times. They can't do it quickly enough. Okay. Yeah. James. Yeah. We have gathered here today. I'm calling the first meeting to order. Okay. Um we are talking about 1928. Mm-hmm. Well, Everyone, we are here to talk about 1928. This is something that James and I have discussed many times before off air, and mm-hmm. that is Broxton, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Back to we're going back to Broxton. Going back to Broxton. Um, straight out of Broxton is no sleep is a, till bum 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 bum. Broxton. Um, Broxton is okay. Anyway, so we're in Broxton, <laughs> Oklahoma, 1928. We open up in black and white. Agnes is drawing at the breakfast table. I don't want to set the world on fire. That's, that's like, I think, 10 years later, but still, that's something like that's playing in the background. And we see a very different scene than the last time that we saw Lil Agnes. Mm-hmm. Um, and Agnes is sitting there and is drawing in a bunch of notebooks and, and pads of paper and just has the most complicated and complex blueprints and outlines of machines and math and things that I could not even begin to fathom to understand. Sure. And everything seems like, oh, cool. So she's getting smarter. Everything's getting, you know, everything's going great, right? Mm-hmm. Everything's Wrong. coming up, Agnes. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> absolutely not. As Wilma <laughs> then suddenly comes kind of careening into the scene uh, mm. along with Bud as they are just yelling and having a, uh, well, you know, straight up, they're just breaking up. Right. Or, well, <laughs> no, they're not breaking up. Bud is breaking up. Bud right. is like, I am dumping you. Right. This is a dump. Um, and you know, they, I mean, again, they kind of go at it. He has some final words and he holds up one last little stash of money and throws it on the counter. And then he walks out and says, I need you out of here by morning, which is, I mean, insane. And she screams out after him, you go to hell, Bud Schultz, you go straight to hell. So she's pissed off at him, then turns around and is immediately like to her daughter saying, you could have been nicer to him. Lady, this guy is not <laughs> worth it. And she says, I didn't like him. Right. Oh, you think you're so damn smart. And then does one of the worst motherly things I've ever seen in my <sighs> life. She walks into the hall and gets a letter that she opened, mind you. Uh-huh. It's not her. It's not her mail. This is a felony that she's committed. 
She shows her an opened envelope from the University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And, okay? oh, I was like, what? Oh, that's unfortunate. Uh, I got got by the Oklahoma joke. Um, and so she puts it in front of her. And it's that thing of, if you're someone who's ever applied to college, mm-hmm. you know what's in the letter based on the size of the envelope. Well, you did. Now, Aaron and I have talked about this on, on She's All That Minute, which isn't out anymore. Mm-hmm. But now it's email. That is very true. I will give you that because I definitely got my um, like application stuff like by email as well. And there was confetti when I opened it. So like I, I knew. Oh, okay. All right. You know, fair, I mean, it's fair, like fair, fair. digital confetti, which was very right. cool. It's like we've made a, a decision. You click the link and it's like, <laughs> hey, congratulations. Uh, or it's like, Ooh. You didn't get in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. University of Texas definitely sent me the most sad email I've ever gotten in my life. But anyway, I... I've, that sounded bitter, but honestly, I I get it. Small program. Right, right, sure. You know, really love that school. That was really a great place to be. So if you're ever looking for a college, give them a little look. Um, anyway, so back then, though, when we were doing, like, paper mail, everything was, mm-hmm. oh, howdy there, neighbor, bringing by the mail. The milkman will be here in just an hour. You know, I passed him down the yes. road. Uh, that was everyone my experience. Like that. <laughs> in 1928? Yeah. Um, <laughs> The milk fan yeah. came very late into uh, Northern Virginia's timeline. It's uh... <laughs> that's fair. Uh, so basically, it's this really thin little uh, envelope, and she doesn't even open it. Like she knows as well. Yeah. And this is where like the just internalized misogyny of that time period really comes into play. I mean, she yeah. just starts being like, "You thought." That this school was going to accept a little old lady like you into their program, their prestigious program. I mean, she's just like laying into her, brings her to a mirror and points to her face, points to her body in the mirror. And she says, um, I mean, uh, paraphrasing says, no one cares sure. about what's in your head. They just want what your body is like. Right. And like with this body, you're getting nowhere. So this is going to start. Um, basically her personal Joker story, right? Right. Um, is this moment. Now I did a little bit of research. This is like the only thing that really could be looked into essentially at this time. Uh, I did a little deep diving on the internets and I did find that the university of Oklahoma had already started admitting female students as early as the like very late 1890s. Nice. Because the very first female bachelor student graduated from that college in 1901. That being said, it was incredibly rare. The first time that they right. ever had a graduate student for females was 1916 was, was the first mm-hmm. admission. And that was only in the school of law. They would not let graduate right. students or female graduate students of any other program only right. for law. Hmm. Uh, so it was very rare. But, the uh, you know, I also get that. Again, it's something to push this character's journey along. For sure. And again, saying that it's rare means that they didn't do it every year and they weren't doing it in droves. But right. the, the my big thing is that, you know, realistically, if she was, I mean, if this was a real person with intellect like that, she would have sure. gotten in. Absolutely. But that doesn't push your story along now, does it? Right. So, you know, it's possible, right. but also understandable why that happened in truth. And um, there, uh, I was on a, a role-playing uh, podcast called, at various times, either Kids on Bikes or Bike Brigade. And my character mm-hmm. was an ambitious uh, woman. Uh, 
who was looking at college in the mid sixties mm-hmm. in uh, the Boston Mary? area. Yeah, it's Mary Sue. Nope, yeah. it's the opposite. Oh my god, <laughs> cut that! Holy I crap! You. My brand. Oh I no, my you. brand. <laughs> um, so she, I so that means so I was looking at Harvard for. Could she go to Harvard? And the thing right. is, they had Radcliffe, which was basically girl Harvard. Um, mm-hmm. And it pissed me off so much because the first time that that women were allowed to go to Harvard was later than you want it to be, like right. way later than you want it to be. So this is not an Oklahoma joke, and I'm going to go on from this, but I think it is very cool that Oklahoma uh, started accepting women to its college sooner than like other places. Um, yeah. But I also, um, you also see stuff in the late 19th early 20th century where uh midwest to western states are doing things that look progressive-ish like Mm -hmm. giving um uh, women suffrage and i wonder if um admitting women to college programs is is similar um to bring them out as like a as like a tour not a tourist but like a uh a lure to come on out to settle in the area, you know, cause Hey, we, we, our women can vote here. Hey, you can go to college out here. Um, as opposed to the East where that wouldn't have been as, as possible. You know, I, I got a little curious about that. So I actually looked it up and this is actually pretty interesting because in the United States of America, the very first time, um, that a co-educational college allowed, uh, women to essentially like be a part of their program and grant a degree uh, to women was in 1831 at Mississippi College. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they granted degrees to two women, Alice Robinson and Catherine Hall, which, I mean, I, I can kind of get because Mississippi is, um, and sorry, this is in Clinton, Mississippi. It's a right. pretty religious town. Sure. Um, in fact, the college itself is a, Baptist affiliated college. Mm. So I'm assuming that this is kind of that same thing, right? It's just like, Hey, we're not a hugely developed town and we need people essentially. Uh, They did that even in new Orleans, like in order to get uh, people to start building that port, they had to quite literally like bring women into the city for men to be like, yeah, sure. I'll come work. Cause they were like, there's no, no one to settle down with. Like, it's just, you know, other dudes and you know, uh, but yeah, it, it does. Interestingly enough, it starts opening up in the early 1800s, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although this was an all female college, Macon, right. Georgia, 18 and mm-hmm. 1836. Yeah. Um, although it later became uh, Westland uh, College. So it's the mm-hmm. same college, but they went from uh, female college only to all sexes. Right. Um, and that's you know very interesting that like it's that early. I I personally I would have expected it to be way later. Yeah, yeah. That is that is it's it's interesting to see. I mean, it's frustrating to see how late in the game we gave a bunch of people mm-hmm. stuff. Oh, for sure. But it's cool to see that it's happening earlier than you might predict. Yes, uh, which is kind of cool. Um. I do have a very, 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 very brief Avengers Ensemble, if we want to. Oh, yes, please. Avengers Ensemble. 
it's a it's an Avengers ensemble of one, a, a one shot of Avengers ensemble, if you will. Teenage Agnes. Oh, good point. Yeah. Um, Teen Agnes. Teen Agnes. Um, she's played by a woman named Olivia Welch. Um, mm-hmm. And this is really interesting. So I did the research for this because I knew it was going to be not a lot of research on James's end. Um, way back in the day. Um, sure. June 28th looks like the last time I updated this. Um, and we're recording this on July 20th. Um, so she was in two episodes of Modern Family, 10 episodes of Panic, uh, which, uh, did you ever see the movie Nerve? Hmm. It had uh, I don't know uh, who's Emma in Roberts it? and uh, Machine Gun Kelly, I think, was in it. And Wait, maybe Siri? Dave. Oh, then I don't think I have seen it. Dave, I didn't know Machine um, Gun Kelly Franco. was in any movies. Oh, sure. Yeah. He's, listen, he's very tall. If you see him in movies, it's like wowzers, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's very, um, very tall. Yeah, I think it's Emma Roberts, Dave Franco, and Machine Gun Kelly are the main stars of that. It's pretty good. It's fairly decent. But this panic sort of seems in a similar vein where it's kind of like a truth or dare but death mm-hmm. sort of deal. And I believe it's on Amazon. However, uh, she is also in all three oh. of the Fear Street movies, which are coming out on Netflix, which at the time weren't when I took these notes and now they're sort of like big fear street. Like we're releasing this and this and this, um, she's in all three of them. So, um, go watch, you know, watch this scene and then go look for her in the fear street movies and take a picture. I'm going to go watch. I mean, I'm going to watch those because those look really interesting to me and sort of seems time traveling. Um, Mm. but, uh, so we'll let's Hey, listener, let's have a showdown. Who will take a picture of Olivia Welch first, me or you? It'll, it'll be me. It'll be me, because I'll, <laughs> but maybe um, not, but probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that is Olivia Welch, and she is Teen Agnes. Uh, well, I don't have any more research for this one. Do you? I have. I have said the one line of notes that I have. Well, then, fantastic. I believe that we can call this first meeting of this recording session to order. One hundo is what I is what I like to say. That's that's a word that I like to say. <laughs> that that's your big one, catchphrase. Everyone knows one. That. Hundo. Oh, he said it again. Auga. Um. <laughs> well, James, if people want to find you, what radio station can they tune in to find you? You can set your dial to at unabashed James. You're going to need one of those newfangled typing it into the radio uh, tuners, but <laughs> but it'll get there. And what about you, Colin? Where can uh, where can people uh, log on to your old-timey radio telegraph stock market? Sure, set your frequencies to at Colin M. Parker. But if you're looking for Timeline Scavengers, why don't you try out at Timeline Scav? Or even the Scavengers Network, the podcast network that we're gladly a part of, and that's at ScavengersNet. Colin, I'm getting a telegram. Breaking news, uh, a breaking news uh, stock market advice. We're in 1928, and I have a bit of advice for all you bears and bulls out there. I'm not sure which one is which, but you should all <laughs> take your money out of the stock market and invest it into the much, much, I'm not telling you the future, but much safer Patreon of Scavengers Network, which is at patreon.com slash the scavengers network. I totally agree with that. Oh, hey, uh, Owen Wilson, what are you doing in my house? <laughs> Oh, God, the TVA is here. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, wow. Hey, guys, seems like you're doing a podcast. 
Uh, yeah, you can't do that. All right. Uh, so cut that part from the episode or are you going to get pruned? All right. All right. Just, great. Yeah. Wow. He just touches his the pruner to your, your podcast, your like computer. Like my, my, that had my homework on it for grad school. I was like, huh, oh, sure. I thought about that, huh, bud? All right. Well, great. We'll see you later. <laughs> Um, yeah, so if you go on Scavenge Network uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash scavenge network for $2 a month, which in 1928 money is like, it's like half a cent. It's like a button. And you just, you donate $2 a month to the Patreon. You can get access to all sorts of bonus content. Call it dividends. You can call them dividends if you want. Now, if you do it the opposite way around, like if you said, what is $2 in 1928 compared to today? That right. would be worth thirty-one seventy-eight. That's a big right. investment. Right. And what so about start the dropping way? those two dollars now and see how much it grows. <laughs> um, In twenty twenty-one, it is thirteen cents. <laughs> yeah. So not Great. quite, not quite a button, unless you unless you have one of those uh, fancy thirteen cents buttons, which. Jeez, Mister Moneybags over here with this thirteen cent button. Oh God, big spender. All right. But, hey, if you would, please come on over to the Patreon. We're, we're basically the 13 cent button of uh, 2021 Patreon content. So, um, come on over and, uh, and sow us some love. Huh? Ooh, get this man off the air. Oh, big well, hook. folks, <laughs> yeah, we're getting the hook. So, that'll be it for us here on this episode of Timeline Scavengers. <laughs> That's right, Colin. And um, let me just say uh, to all you uh, cats and kitties out there in Marvel. <laughs> this microphone is <clears throat> hot mic. Okay, no, but um, <laughs> uh, yes, thank you so much for listening. We're going to, um, this has been 1928, and this has been uh, as of July 20th, the 20s. Um, Join us soon for the 30s, and we're going to be there for a bit. But until then... Do you want to say I'm James Anderson? No. Yes. I'm James Anderson. And I'm Colin Barker. Excelsior! Do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to SideCharacterQuest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. <laughs> the Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.